Welcome to Complete Edition. This is a special episode with the recurring guest, Sean Mason. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, I'm doing really, really well. How are you? I'm doing good. Been watching baseball, been playing games, and living life. It's been good. But uh, this is a this is an episode yeah, for the Horizon Forbidden West spoiler cast. I'm so excited for this. It's um, it's been a long time coming, and I took my time with this game. So it did take a while for us to collaborate and get this done. But are you excited? Oh, I'm so pumped for this game. I've been waiting to do this for a while. I absolutely love this game. This game took, it just blew my mind. Yeah, so we'll start off with like spoiler-free discussion. And then whenever spoilers come up, we will we'll straight up say, and then we'll just have spoilers from that moment on. But like, give me your top thoughts on this game and like what you thought about it and your experience. So spoiler-free, um... I think that this game took everything from the first game and improved on it and also added some stuff. Uh, just the way it plays, it feels so smooth. The gameplay is smooth. I found the story very compelling. Uh, the the new characters and the recurring char- the old characters that come back, very, very compelling. Ca- very compelling. Very much like, like I, I don't know how to explain it without spoiling it. It's just, it's... It's just a wonderful game, to be honest. The story's fantastic, and it goes places that you would never expect. Like, if if I had got it spoiled for me prior, I would not have believed it. I would have been like, there's no way, you're lying. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, I think that this game was just so much better than the first one, and it's like, I love the first one, but it doesn't, like, creep into my top ten games or anything like that, but this one absolutely did. Just everything it does with open world and the way that it takes the characters and the direction of the story it's like nothing was missing a beat when i was playing it and i just absolutely loved it and they not only did they have like reoccurring machines and then also like characters from the previous game but then they added so much more so many more characters and so many more locations and i just was constantly like this game made me like from here forward, like take a different approach with games. I love to completion or complete games and like hunt them, but I took my time. Like I was not, I'm not in a hurry. I was not going to fast travel around everywhere. And I just wanted to see it and like absorb this world and be in it as long as possible. And now with other games that I'm playing, I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, I got to like get involved in this world because it's so, it's so beautiful and so amazing like the the craftsman work and stuff that went into these games and I'm just I I'm right with you. I love this game so thoroughly and it's weird cuz I was checking it before we started this thing and I'm still 77.65 on my completion percentage on the whole game. Like I platinumed it, but mm. in game yeah. they didn't make me do everything in order to platinum it so i was like oh that's such a bummer but it's also awesome because the way that i think about it internally is like i can take a break from this game and then when dlc starts come out or is announced or whatever happens with dlc it's like i could just go back and actually complete the rest of the game like i can do more stuff and i'll just jump right back into it it'll be super awesome and like perfect anticipation for the game the game's extension or dlc or whatever happens with it you know oh yeah i i can this world is huge it's, it's humongous they don't require you to do everything to get the you know the platinum 
But like you said, you're only at you know 77%. I think I'm at 75%. I have the platinum, and it's just it's it's crazy to think that this world is so expansive and there's so much to do. I feel like every time I put the game in, I find something new, something I didn't know existed before. It's just it's an overall awesome experience. Absolutely. This this is exactly what I want from open world, like big budget open world games. I I'm not saying it's like the best of the best because I think that God of War is the best of the best to me, but I that's just because my my style of game is like semi open world. Those are like my favorite, and linear games are definitely more my my style. But in this genre of open world games, I think that like this is technically the best one I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it, I definitely I definitely agree with you there. It's it's stunning to look at. I even just like dabbling into the photo mode is is unreal just like the the way it looks some of the images you see some of the, like the like the sunsets being on the top of a mountain just looking out and looking at the the landscape out there and just seeing the sun setting it's, it's pretty awesome oh absolutely riding a mountain like looking out and seeing dust storms and dust tornadoes and sunsets and rain and snow and just seeing it all i just was like constantly awed by the environment and i just i i've I, you know, I've heard people say that it's like a supernatural type of like a world. And I, I think that like that supernatural element is just because humans aren't messing with the environment anymore. I think that it's incredibly like beautiful because nothing like it, the environment has taken over. Like it, it's such a wonder in this world. And actually it's not spoilers, but like some of the side content with like the, the ruins and like exploring and puzzles. I love that aspect of this game. Like it's very, it, it, it gave me a reason to stop and be like, what was here? What was going on? Reading these emails, finding the codes and like seeing what's going on. And I just, I was constantly deep, deep in this game. And I think that's just really, really good design. Yeah, if you don't listen to all the audio logs and read all the individual... I'm not saying you have to read every individual document, but if you don't listen to the audio logs and read some of the documents, you're really missing out here because it just it dives deeper and deeper into the game. It gives you more context about why things are the way they are in the specific location you're in. Hey, why is this building torn down? Hey, what's the backstory of this building? That's all revealed through this, you know, the optional side stuff and... I really think you're doing a disservice if you don't do that, if you don't do any of those things. I, I t completely agree. I completely agree. It, there's so many things where I'm like, oh, man, this is extremely sad, like what's happening. It's something that I – maybe if I can remember to bring it up later, there's a part in the story. I'm pretty sure it's main story. It might have been side stuff. I don't know. But it like when you read the audio logs and like find out what's happening in this bunker, you're like, wow, this is – twisted and sad and it was really 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 interesting stuff and i'm like you can go through it and kind of infer all of this stuff but if you're not reading those those audio logs you're not getting the whole story of what happened here or and even yeah like even listening to the audio logs it's like very it's traumatic and awesome it's it's really good stuff but uh i want to since we're kind of getting closer to spoiler territory i say we just go right on in with spoilers and start talking about you know, our favorite machines and stuff like that. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, do you want to start with our favorite machines? Absolutely, I do. Oh my gosh, I have so many. Okay, so from the first game, my first, or my favorite machine was the Stalkers because they like hang up on the trees and there's like lasers everywhere and you know that they set traps and you're like, you know they're there. 
but sometimes you can't see them. Mm-hmm. And then during fights, they'll go- camouflage themselves and they'll jump around. And then it's like, where is it? Where is it? It's gone. Like it literally turned invisible and I can't find it. And it, it just made combat encounters really intense with them. And they're in this game still. So they are still my favorite, but there's so many more machines that were added to this game that every time I saw them, I was like, wow, I can't believe these cool machines that they added, like cl- the clamber jaw, which is like a monkey like machine. Mm. Those things were hard, very, very difficult for me to fight just because they jump all over the place. And it's really hard (laughs) with arrows and stuff. It's like you got to use different for different machines. You got to use different weapons. And like the slither thing was really, really cool. I thought like they right off the bat, they were showing that one off with with the story. You encounter a slither, like three slither things. And then Aloy like knocks the thing down and gets them. And then. Later on in the story, you see specters, and they're another one of my favorite machines. And just because of how they they transform and they like mo- the way they move is just mesmerizing. They move so fast, and like it kind of reminds me of like a water creature, like an octopus or something, where it just constantly has like these tentacles that'll just like go up the walls and stuff. And it's like, whoa! I'm just constantly mesmerized by them. I like the design of the Spectre, how it looks futuristic because it's not from this world. It was created in another world that even though it's in the, you know, the the Earth is, you know, thousands of years past where we are now, it's in a primitive state, whereas where the Far Zenus come from, it's in a futuristic world. And you can definitely tell from the design, it's not like blocky or it's more of a um triangular shape it looks very futuristic it's it's really cool uh you had mentioned the stalker the stalker was definitely my favorite from the first game uh i love the apex stalker in this game how i love the camo the way it attacks you i don't know uh what difficulty did you play on i played on normal okay so i played on hard mode um trying to take on these stalkers in hard mode is ridiculous Yes, I agree. And I started in hard mode and then I ended up tweaking my settings. So I went in and I was like, Aloy dies too fast. So I want to keep the machine health up, but Aloy's health at normal because I was just dying way too fast. And so the the setting modifiers were so good in this game that I constantly felt like, oh, it's too easy. I can just turn it back to where Aloy is taking more damage and these machines will take more damage. Or I can turn it, like, say, I just want to go do a contract and get parts. It's like, you could just turn the enemy's health down, and it's like, run through it. And and so I was just, like, constantly in that in those sliders. But I started normal, went to hard because it was too easy. And then, like, partway, it was probably around level 25. I lowered it to normal again because I was like, this is too much, like, I'm getting annihilated and I just want to keep going further West, but the further West I went, the harder and harder that it got. Yeah. Uh, My favorite new machine is the tide ripper. Do you remember what that is? It's the giant um, underwater. It's the one that's like a lot of it's underwater. Actually, it's the first machine we saw in the state of play announcement uh, when they first showed Aloy swimming. Wait, is this like the Loch Ness monster one? Yeah. The giant like dinosaur, like, uh, Loctus monster creature has a really long yes. neck. Has like, uh, yes. yes, I lo- absolutely love that. Anytime you see that when you're underwater and you, because you can't do anything when you're underwater combat wise, it's just terrifying when it spots you and you're on. Un- oh my gosh! And like I said, playing on hard mode, like you have to be really careful, or the second it sees you, you're you're done. You have to be really really careful. I absolutely love these things, and just like 
pulling parts off of this machine. There's so many detect uh, detachable uh, parts on this machine. Um, like on its back, it has these two like rectangular um, objects like sticking out of it that you can shoot off of. It has all the uh, all the parts of the tail you can shoot off of. It has uh, stuff on its like long neck you can shoot off of, and it's just so like satisfying shooting off these pieces. And that's what, that's what I absolutely loved. I just thought the design was really cool. I thought you know swimming in the water with it was pretty cool. You get that up close look and that feeling of helplessness like that I mentioned before that you get when you're near it underwater. It's just so cool. I, it's something that I really haven't seen before in a game. So overall, that was my favorite new machine. That That's a great machine. I actually almost mentioned that one because I just thought it was, I love the design of it and how it like moves around. And in the water, it's so majestic. And it, it's definitely one of the coolest machines that they added. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of like a Lapras from Pokemon. It does. I totally see that. Yeah. But they're much more scary. You, When you mentioned that, machine it reminded me of the tall neck underwater at one point and oh yes i i thought that was so cool like some of these tall neck situations were like they literally change the environment by like you'll pull one out of the out of a cauldron or like you know one will walk out of the water It, it was just insane it was so so cool and like that one specifically the one i was talking about like just continues to wander around in the water i'm just like this is it's so i just i don't know how creative they had to have been because i i never would have thought to do that you know because like in game design you just like oh you need these map these map fillers you know these towers as people call them and it's like yeah, but the towers could be so much more. They could be characters themselves. And it's like, that's what these were for me. It's like, they were so, so cool. And there was like, one of them had a camp around the feet. And it was like, you had to investigate. And you're like, what is, go- what happened here? You know? And, and you had to use the like cannons to like trap the machine, to try um, pull down the machine, yeah. weigh it down so you can climb it. Yeah. I thought what they did with the tall necks in this game was so improved compared to the first game. The first game, you would just find the tall neck, and all you'd ever really have to do is figure out how to climb it. Yep. In this game, they, they changed so much of how to uh, approach the tall neck, how to get on it. It was almost like a puzzle in itself, um, figuring that out. Some of them you can't climb regularly. Of course, the final one, you need the... Uh, is it the glint hawk? Is that what yeah, you that's Yeah, right. the glint hawk. Yeah, you need the glint hawk to uh, fly up to it, and... Right away, that's like one of the first tall necks you encounter. I think it's like the second tall neck you encounter if you're just like on the main story, and it's like, it's like, oh, this, uh, I'll come back for this later. I gotta figure out how I get up there, and then you come back to it at the end, and it's like, okay, yeah, my that's so satisfying. My friend kept his mouth shut because I was talking to him in a party as I was playing, and I was like, dude, I found this tall neck, and I can't figure out how to get on top of it. And I'm like, I think that I have to get a tool to come back later to get on top of it. And I didn't know that like later on, and it wasn't a it wasn't the glint hawk. It was the Sunwing. The Sunwing is the Sunwing. Yeah, yeah. Sunwing. Yeah. And, Sunwing. My bad. And I thought it was a tool to like get on top of the thing. And I'm, I'm like, dude, I can't wait to see what this tool is. I wonder if it's like a cool grappling hook, like gun thing. And he was just like, he didn't say anything. He just kind of sat there quietly. And then later, like whenever that, when the flying moment happened, I was like, oh shit, everything I wanted from this game is now in it. Like it, that was like peak climax, which. Actually, that's one of my criticisms with this game is the pacing of the tools is a little bit too slow for me. Like that's my that's pretty much my only criticism. It's like early in the game I'm I'm seeing like these uh where did I write it down? It's the 
the fire gleam exploder like you stick your spear in it and it explodes the underwater breather it's like this stuff that i didn't start getting until it was like later in the game and i wish that they would have been able to pace it so that you got that stuff earlier because i would be like exploring the map and then it'd be like oh you can't do this and then i was like okay so i'll just go to the second part of the map and then i i'd get another tool like late in that part and then i'd be going to the third part of the map just like continuing west and then it would be like oh but you can't do that because you don't have this part and it's like it just kept doing that and no matter how much i circled back it was like it's too much like too slow with getting that stuff and i I just wish it was a little faster but i don't know how to fix that i actually don't <laughs> i don't know how to fix that kind of issue because they they really integrated all of those pieces into storytelling into the side stuff and and i thought it was beautifully done but it, it just like i just got irritated with that a couple times where i'm like dang i don't have that tool with the with the amount of swimming they showed like in the pre-release i thought that you would get the uh the underwater breathing uh tool a lot quicker in the game i thought it would be you'd get it like almost not right away but like almost right away i was shocked you don't get it till probably a little bit past the halfway point of the game which yeah. is wild it, it was it was very it felt more late game and that's what i was so confused about it was like all this stuff that i wanted to do i wanted to explore these caves like right off the beginning i'm like i'm going to like go to these caves and then i would dive into this cave and i would be swimming and then it would be like oh you can't do this yet and i'm like aha but i'm in the first area i'm like i just let me, let me explore some stuff but then i was like okay i get it but then it got to the second area and it's like oh there's more stuff that you can't do not just that one thing that you can't do but it's like many other things that you're gonna have to come back later and i was like so they want me to just complete the game and then loop back around but i was i just was trying to figure out how to pace that better and again i don't know how how to fix that Let's keep going about side content. Let's, uh, or actually, let's talk about the main story because this is something that we should we should go right into because it it has so much to do with everything else in the game. And I actually enjoyed a lot, like the death of Hades very early in the game, and like what Silence was doing with it. Because I would have been very upset if this game was just like, oh no, Hades was captured by Silence and he releases it again, and then the machines take over again. It's like, oh, plot of the first game again but it wasn't that very misleading you find hades he dies and then you have to start building gaia and then you start learning so much more and the zeniths show up and all kinds of crazy things happen and i i was constantly constantly like what is going to happen next and i w i wanted to go see and then i wanted to i wanted to build on gaia and learn more about her and so that the main story kept me kept me coming back over and over and i just wanted to know what you kind of thought yeah i really liked it was like basically two main arcs to the story there's the the whole building gaia and you know challenging the far the zeniths to make sure that they don't you know capture gaia and then there's the whole regala story which is like you know they they seem totally separate and then in the end obviously they converge together with silence ultimate plan to you know have regala be the army to sacrifice basically to take down the zenith um but yeah i found it so fascinating just learning about the zenith learning how they don't age and they're the same people who left earth earlier and they worked basically with elizabeth like back then it's it was really interesting to see and that's why i had said earlier that if someone had told me this i would be like no way like i didn't expect you know, space travel to come back into the game where I would, you know, maybe expect to read about it in documents, but not actually have these Zeniths 
you know, show up. When I first saw them, when they first show up, when um, you first encounter Beta, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, what? Like, this is insane. I totally agree. And I actually was, it's so curious for me for people playing this game and like hitting that part because it's going to go one of two ways. You're going to be like, oh, are you kidding me? Why did they do this? Or you're going to be like, oh my God, I cannot believe that they went in this direction. And it's like those two reactions. And I haven't heard anyone who's like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, you love this or you hate this because of what Horizon was. And it's people, you know, people will get upset and be like, you know, Horizon was, you know, the ancient people and the, you know, the older earth. And like that, that was what it was. And now it's like so much more, which I appreciate that it's so much more. And I've heard people in discords like talking about this and it's getting me more and more excited for the IP of Horizon because, you know, they can, they can tell stories without robots now in Horizon. Like they can actually do like TV shows, like Sony Pictures can make a movie about this stuff because it doesn't have to be with Aloy. It doesn't have to be in that world. It can be so much more. And I, I think that this is like, super exciting for for sony specifically and like for this ip to be explored like they could even tell the story of how earth ends you know they don't have to show robots they they don't have to do that kind of cgi stuff it's it's so so exciting i was thinking you know how we had you know for the last of us you had the left behind dlc almost no combat yeah imagine they do this they do some dlc they do a dlc where you play as elizabeth right at the end when the Zeniths are taking off. Oh, that would give me goosebumps. Yeah, like, <laughs> and like, there's like no no combat. It's just you're playing as Elizabeth with all the other Zeniths there before they're, you know, I guess, known as Zeniths. And I think that'd be awesome. It would. A, I don't know. I, I just randomly thought of that. It would be really awesome. I don't know how long it would be because in the first game, you know, the the door gets opened and like the vacuum the vacuum kills all of the council that's in there and like Elizabeth has already left and she like goes to press some button or something. I don't remember it exactly, but then she dies and like, it's awesome in the first game to find her body with all the flowers. Yeah. I meant like you play up, like up to that point, up to that point. Yeah. You play like yeah. the, the waning days before that. Oh my gosh. It would be so intense. At the end, <laughs> yeah. Cause at the end, how Tilda was trying to, um, you know, encourage her to join her, and she was up until the right before they left. She was trying right. to make her come with them. I think that would be so cool to just see that dynamic, that relationship between Tilda and Elizabeth. I would like to see because I found Tilda to be an interesting character. I did not see that coming at the end either. I, I I felt like she had ulterior motives, but I did not think that in the end that she was going to be like, yeah, um, actually, this nemesis thing is coming to destroy everything in its path. So we got to get out of here. I, that was a total plot twist for me. That for me too. Like, I I was like, wow, this is crazy. I already I was thinking, you know, Zeniths are crazy. I can't believe this. And then that <laughs> that anomaly coming to Earth, I was like, this game just took a huge sharp turn. And it makes me really excited for the sequel. Like, very very excited. I wonder what they're gonna do. Like, when that thing gets to Earth, what are they gonna do? Like, do, will they have an army? I don't know. I have so many questions. Like. I hope the writers have already have something in mind and they don't have to write off this because this is going to be very, very hard to write off of. But gosh, this is very exciting for for the future of this franchise. And I would actually kind of it'd be crazy to do, but I would love to see them like make a linear game like a like a ditch the site, the open world stuff, and then just tell the rest of the story with kind of like an intermittent game, kind of like Spider-Man Miles Morales, you know, where it's it doesn't take as long of a 
of a cycle. Yeah. But it, it, it explains the events that are about to occur because I like just because of how the game was set up, it's like they don't have that long. Like that anomaly is coming to Earth and it's coming quick. Yeah, they don't explicitly state how long they have until Nemesis comes. It's kind of just it, you're right. Yeah. And then not only that, but then it does like this thing where it shows all the characters yeah, working. Like working after like as the credits are starting to roll, it's it shows silence and he's working on a new project and it shows like all the characters and they're like getting busy because they have <laughs> they you know, they're in time crunch now because there's an anomaly. Actually, I don't think all the other characters know. I think it's just silence. So Aloy hasn't told any of the other characters yet. Isn't that what happens? Yeah, it shows yeah, it shows the other companions. Silence is the only one working, but it shows Aaron is with oh my god, why can't I he's at Zoe? No, he's not with Zoe. Zoe's Zoe's with her people. Azura or what's her name? Zoe. Azura? Zoe is no, is with I'm trying to think who the people are. It's you uh yeah, Aaron is yeah, Aaron. Is it the is, girl? Um, is it the girl the smart girl? The people the... No, I, I know who I know who the all the characters' names. I'm trying to think who Aaron is with though. Like the Tanakh or something like that? No, Aaron is with, you know, the, the people who you save, you know the place where they display, like, all the lights and stuff? Oh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, like, in Vegas? Yeah, yes, Aaron is with them at the end of the game. Uh, okay. Zoe is with her original people. Um, Alva is with um, her people, but uh, she didn't leave uh, San Francisco. She's still in San Francisco. Yeah, that's right. So it doesn't really explicitly state how long they have. I'm just, I'm really curious to see how they go about that because it seems like it'd be a pressing matter to try to figure out how to combat Nemesis. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I understand like it's an open world game, so you have all this side stuff. It's like, oh, I'm gonna take a break from you know trying to you know fight off the end of the world to you know go help this person. So it would be interesting to see if they maybe did like a side game like you were saying like a linear game to figure out how we're going to build up this army yes which would be kind of cool um but from my understanding i feel like i don't know just something about it i feel like they have like some time maybe a few months maybe i hope so because it was four months it was four months until the end of the end of the world in this game do you remember that when you were talking yeah. to gaia so it's it's like I don't know how much time they have and I'm sure Gaia will tell will be able to analyze Nemesis and do some stuff cuz she's still around but very very exciting for the future of this of this franchise. That, let's talk about since we did start talking about some of the characters, uh let's talk about our favorite characters if that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, I really like Alva. I thought she was awesome. Yeah, particularly was... her side yeah, particularly her side quest. What you learn about is just absolutely bonkers yeah she's she's a really really good one i i love the return of Aaron. he was one of my favorites in the first game so it was very lovely to see him again and then my one of my favorite characters in this game is hikaru the tanakh chief yeah i really liked him too yeah yeah he was so cool and then and then katalo which is the one-armed guy and i loved his yep. story and his development like I constantly wanted to hang out with that guy. So I like when I would return to base, I would always go and talk to him because he, he seems kind of like a loner, but he's so strong and like headstrong. I just, I was like this guy, this guy is the guy that I want to hang out with the most. And you know, he builds that robot arm and then he's like, I'm not going to use it all the time. 
it just it's so interesting his his whole character was super interesting but who are some of your favorite characters yeah, like I said, I really like Alva, particularly because of her. I wasn't really fond of her at first, but then when you go on the side quest with her, uh, it's called The Forbidden Legacy, and you just learn about how, you know, you're originally going out to try to, you know, uh, fix a water flood system back in her homeland for the Quen. Um, those are her people. But then you just end up learning so much more about, like, what was happening in the old world, about how they basically covered up a like the old the old um the old ones covered up a whole like thing about how they kind of flooded their own people and kind of killed their own people and they were poisoning their own people but then you ended up fine it's just like that to me was so compelling because she for so long growing up she like was forbidden from knowing all about a lot of the stuff about the old ones they were kind of controlled about what they could know just so they could paint like a picture in their head about what life's like and who should be in charge and i think her coming to that realization she's like obsessed with all the data and learning more and more and I, I think that maybe because i'm a teacher i you know i like to learn i like to learn new things i think that's why i like kind of stuck to her it makes sense i mean she she is absolutely one of my favorite she's also really interesting in the way that she, how she interacts with the other characters like whenever zoe why can't i remember his name she loses oh varl varl um she loses him and then she's like i don't know them well enough to try to console them and like be their friends so i'm just giving them space and i'm like i'm like that's probably the best thing to do in this situation and it like just the way she she kept distance but she was like so happy and like still learning it was constantly like i love this character and what she does is like she has a love and she's not like nothing's gonna stop her from continuing to do this it was really fun to watch her and and like you said, her, you know, her story and like that leader there and the changing of leaders and all oh, that was, it was oh, really, CEO, CEO, yeah, CEO. Yeah. yeah. That was really clever of them to do CEO. <laughs> the second, yeah, I know. The second I saw him, I thought like this guy, there's something up with this guy. Like you, you definitely know there's something up with him. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's ruling in a, not a, so not a great way. You're like, this is sketchy. Like he wants to seem like he's perfect, and it's it's sketchy. And he, and then he gets he going. actually reminded me of he reminded me of Ted Faro, who we <laughs> thought he basically was. Right. Oh, that's it's so good. It's so good. Did you have uh, any side quests that you loved? Um. Well, I, that was a side quest that I really did like. I like it. Like you had mentioned, I like the Catalo one going to get the um to make his arm. I yes. thought that one was pretty cool. Particularly side quests that I really like. Like, not really, it's not like a side, like, I like how they, they have different columns from, like, they have side quests and they have, like, the tasks and the errands and all of that. I really like going on salvage contracts. I found those to be, like, awesome because, like yeah. I said, I love just, like, clipping machines and, you know, taking parts off of machines and that's, like, all about the salvage contracts, which I really like. Yeah, that was um, really fun. Just going about, like, min-maxing all your equipment, up, up upgrading your outfits, your bows, that to me is so much fun because again you have to you can't just kill the machine you have the certain parts that you need you can only that you can only get if you clip it off of it while it's still alive so to me like that was like the bread and butter i really like the combat so that was like outstanding for me what was it, a you have a side quest that you really liked i had three that i really liked and i totally okay. agree with you with like the monster hunter-esque style of this game where you have to knock these parts off in order to go salvage them and and I, I found it so fun because you're like, you're trying not to kill the monster. You're just trying to get those parts. And it's like, oh, I killed it before I could get that part. Oh, 
like... Or when you or you clip off the you clip off the part you need, you go and get it, and the machine kills you, and you have to do it again. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> but um, there was right at the beginning of the game, there was this kid in jail, and he was accused of murder, but he was claiming. Okay, to- yeah, I know. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, he was claiming self-defense, and then you go and investigate, and you find out like this eclipse like tribe is still out there and they're still plotting and they're doing bad things and it's like you take out some of them i and then you go back and you get that kid you know free and i'm like this is that was a really cool one yeah i mean that that like sets up the whole basically one of the big side quests for one of the big aaron side quests yes and it then there was this other side quest where it was a it was a character from the first game actually uh talana she's yep, talana yep she's a huntress and she's looking for her like lover and you you're like you're kind of inferring it you're like does she love this guy and then aloy's very direct with her at points it's just like you there's something more that you like you like this guy or you like this person and and she's like you know she's like yeah and but then it doesn't turn into like this traditional storyline it turns into like she finds him and then he has not given up on the other woman so he's like chasing another like his lover so she's chasing her lover and then he's chasing his and then it, you know the the way that it ends is like she's like yeah i'm not gonna be the second choice and to like turns that guy down and it's like it's like whoa this is, this went in so many different directions that i did not think it was gonna go and i really really loved that storyline for that reason and then there was another and this was the third and last one for me that really was good which was the um the waterhole incident i don't know if you got to this but there's yeah i know what you're talking about yeah there's yeah. like two people that are yelling at each other and they're like in yara is in contention of power and like this other guy draka is like challenging her power and is saying like what's best for the people and like you know they're going back and forth and she seems really distant and like you have to choose one of them but the other one that you don't choose like they kill him and i was like I was like, "Wow! Like this was yeah, it's really it's heavy. called um, it's called a tribe apart. Yeah, it is a tribe apart. Yeah, and it's a it, yeah, it's awesome. It's at Stone's Echo. Yeah, which I found that whole environment, Stone's Echo, was so cool. It's like built up, and it's like anytime I was there, it seemed to be night nighttime too, which was awesome. I found that whole that whole like dynamic between the Tanakh tribe like so interesting. How they have like they have like one leader but then they have like subsections out there of like separate tribes the utaro it's so cool it is really cool and that's that, jumping off that point that you're you're bringing up now w- do you have some places in this game that were some of your favorite like for example you know you just told that you love that place and it's like i love plain song number one this the okay, sound of the choir right. like just like constantly ringing in my ears i was like this place is awesome and like the way that it goes up into the trees and like the giant like i just stand there and like look down over the lights of that place and it was so so pretty and that's like the place where they have like the plowing machines and and like i just was that's where zoe's from and i love that place so much i it's not that i like the tribe it's just how it looked it's visually like one of the most stunning places in the game for me and i was constantly at all and there's even a side quest in there where this like the, one of the old choir ladies like kills somebody else and then she poisons herself to like get out of it did you do that side quest yeah i did oh my it's... god it was so intense i was like holy crap i can't believe this it's it constantly the game was constantly like shifting and playing with my side quest 
expectations and i thought that it was really really good and <laughs> i just love i really love plain song but what about you um yeah like i said uh plain song gave me final fantasy 10 vibes i don't know if you ever played final fantasy 10 i did not I won't spoil the location then, because if you ever do play it, it's like a pretty cool location. It reminds me of that, just the whole atmosphere of like them being really connected to nature. It reminded me so much of that. Like I said, I really like Stone Echo. Did what do you think of uh, Scalding Spear? I liked Scalding Spear. Um, Arrowhand was pretty cool. Um, yeah, well, I, is I found... Scalding Spear the one with the uh, the like. Oh, it's the one with the satellites, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I freaking love that one. It's so dry. Yeah. It's so dry, but it's like I every time I go to it and you see all of the like the the solar panels like around it, it's just such a sight to behold. It's so it, cool. Yeah, and it is it's pretty far west in the on the map too, and it definitely screams like if you look at like architecture of the United States right now, it definitely screams like west coast. Yeah, that West Coast vibe. They all have solar panels. The one tower in the city. I just found like the whole the 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 difference between settlements is like so vast and so cool. I really enjoyed that. I like some of the like whenever you do get to the coast. There's a uh, I don't know what the town is called. It's but it's right on the water, and the water is so pretty over there. Yeah, Legacy's Landfall. Legacy's Landfall. That that was yeah. another one that like. I spent a lot of time over on the ocean because I was searching for like crabs and lobsters for upgrades and I just was not getting tired of it. It's so pretty over there and there's always like so many machines on like on the on the the coast and then not only that but in the water. So it constantly felt dangerous. I really 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 liked that. Uh one place I did not like which I think from talking to people a lot of people do like it is the bulwark with the giant wall. I liked knocking the wall down. That's about that. I liked I liked knocking it down because I did not like the people who were in there. I agree. They were with not that. nice people. They were not nice people. I'm I'm they looking at Plain Song right now, and I just I love the look of like the the gardens from above on the map, and like the water that surrounds Plain Song. It's just such a pretty location. Uh, I mean, even the beginning, even at the beginning of the game, barren light. It's yeah. like so. It, I don't even know how to explain it. It reminds me of like okay. Baron Light, even Baron Light. It, it reminded me of um, ancient like Aztecs, like just the way the buildings were built, very like um, Pueblo Indian style. Yeah, I I didn't like the people of Baron Light. I think because I I don't know why, but I didn't like the like all everyone was a drunk. They're like, let's drink. I mean the classic the, the classic Karja. Yeah, and I was like ah. I'm okay. I like how Ayla was like, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's fun. But it was just, and, and I like Aaron, even though he drinks all the time. And he always loves to sit down and have a drink with whoever and have a conversation. I love that about him. It's like one of my favorite things about him. And one of, one thing I really liked about him is when he's reading the, um, some of the old files, he learns about sports. <laughs> and he, he's like, oh, people used to fight for fun. This is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I really love that too. And he also discovers metal music. <laughs> like that's yep, he discovers metal music. Yeah, <laughs> he's just over there like headbanging, having such a good time. I like Aaron is doing such an like he's doing the same thing as uh as the girl did who was who was always learning. And Alva, yeah, Alva, and but he was doing it differently. He was always searching for like entertainment. Things. Yeah, entertainment instead of knowledge. <laughs> it cracked me up. Very good, 
dichotomy they had. Yeah, and I love like Zoe and Varl's reaction to any time like uh, Aaron like learns something like outrageous, like like when he learns about heavy metal. Like they always have a if you go and talk to them after, they'll always have a comment about it. Like yeah, and they always they, and um I like how um Katalu like Aaron's like yeah you know I'd like to drink with him, but he, he kind of just you know he can hold his liquor, but you know kind of not not it's kind of boring to drink with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do remember that. <laughs> the, I think that the characters have a really good chemistry with each other. They, it's not like they all have to get along, but it's like they all exist and they're all doing their own thing. And then they happen to have moments with each other. And then you get to hear about those moments like when you come back from your journey. And I think that that is like brilliant writing. Such brilliant writing. Yeah. I wonder about because uh, I was pregnant with, you know, Varl's kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if it's they're going to name it Varl, like Varl Jr. or something. I wonder. That That's a good yeah, and question. I, and I wonder if it's going to be how they're going to raise it. It's going to have a focus. Like, is it going to have a focus itself? Like the kid? Are they going to give the kid the focus? Ah, oh, like Aloy? Aloy had a focus. Yeah, like Aloy's early. a kid. Yeah. That's interesting. Could be interesting. All right. If any, if you could get a spinoff game for any of the companions, kind of like a infamous First Light DLC, mm. who would you want it for? I would want it for... I mean, if I'm honest, I would want it for the Hikaru, or for Hikaru, the Tanakh chief. Yeah, the Tanakh chief. Okay. Yeah, I would love to see him, like, he has a group of marshals, and I would love to see him, like, taking the marshals and going somewhere, or, like, doing something, like, having a little adventure with him. That that would be just, that'd be amazing. Yeah, because they do, they talk about how much of, like, a combat savant he is, but you never actually see it because he's, he's like, the one in, in, in power. So, like, he can't yeah. die. Like, though we can't let him die. Right. So he's, like, not fighting. But they, they reference it and how, how much of, like, a soldier he was and how, you know, he was out there in the battles. It's uh, how he became he, chief. Uh, he challenged yeah, exactly. the chief and beat them. <laughs> and yeah, like... so... But, like, uh, like they, they always hint towards it, but they never actually say it. Like, they never actually show it. Yeah. And, like, I would love to see that. So that'd be pretty cool. No, that would be... That'd be that wouldn't be bad. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I would like Alva just because I think it's so cool how like uh, they come. They don't. They're not from like they're not from the United States. Obviously, no one here is you know from the United States, but because um, the United States isn't really a thing. But like the Quen, they came over on a ship, and it, it appears that they came over from like really Eastern culture. So like think like uh, like Asia. Like I would love to see like a a side game where you're over in Asia. And you could explore the Quen tribe and your Alva. I think that'd be really cool just because you'd see a different landscape. You see how things are over there. And their culture was so interesting how they have the forbidden knowledge, how they don't allow people to know certain things. They block knowledge out. And like even like when, you know, when you're on the main quest and CO discovers that, you know, Ted Faro is still here and still alive and he wasn't like this big savior like they thought. He's like, Oh, you gotta burn it, we gotta hide it, burn the evidence. Yeah, that that would... it goes to show. Yeah, it just goes to show the corruption of like who's up at who's up in top, who's up at the top. And I would love to see like Alva return with the other diviners and like kind of teach like the Quen. Like, no, this is this is what really is like. This is what it's really like. Kind of like almost like take down the um people in charge of the Quen right now. Yeah, that that's that's actually the part that I was talking about in the non-spoiler section of this yeah is I, like, I, I i picked up on that yeah yeah if you like listen to the audio logs of like i think it's ted's it's his daughter yeah it's ted and it's ted's daughter and then it's um she like 
it's like a bunch of other people there. He's like he's bringing a woman there. He's like basically trying to make them immortal. He's he's using them as experiments to to test out how to become immortal. Yes, and and, and <laughs> it leaves him so alone, and it feels very you know it's human experimentation in his bunker, and you can just tell he is the insane, powerful one, and. It, like if you don't listen to that stuff, you totally miss out on that. And I'm telling, if you continue through, you kind of get the idea. As it's like so empty, there's a giant statue of him. It's like you you can infer what happened. And then obviously there's the cutscene where he's still alive. But if you listen to those audio logs, everything is so dire and scary. Yeah, and it's like so that, cool. The last one where it's his daughter finally talking to him about it, and she's like, you know, I didn't ask for any of this. Yeah. It's very heavy. Yeah. It's very heavy and very sad. I, I loved when they go in and see Ted Fire. Like, they don't show you what he is, looks like, but I just imagine rotting old corpse. That's all I imagine. Really? I imagine so much worse. I imagined... Have you ever played Inside? Yes, I have. Okay, I imagine that. That's what I imagined. <laughs> I imagine, like, this huge, nasty creature. And, like, that... He's, like... He is so big because... He said that his cells were escalating at, like, an unbelievable pace. And so I just imagine he was growing. And so... Okay, yeah. And so he's, like, I imagine he's just down there and, like, pushed against the walls. And he's just, like, this giant blob. And, like, that's whenever the, the guy, like, he sees it and he, like, bends over and he's, like, oh, oh, I wish I did not see that. And then they burn it. And I'm, like, I bet I bet it was huge. I bet it was huge. I, you know, now that you say that, it does make sense. But I also pictured, uh, have you played New Fallout New Vegas? Yes. Wait, no, Mr. not New House Vegas. When you, oh, well, for those who've played New Vegas, you'll understand what I'm saying. When you get to, when you actually figure out who Mr. House is, and you find Mr. House, that's what I thought of. Okay. Can I look it up? Was that spoilery? Um, it's not the first thing that will come up. That's Robert, what you Robert think House. he looks like. Yeah. yeah. If you click his on the Fallout wiki, you go all the way down. Go all the way down to Gallery. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I pictured. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost. Yes. That's... It, it, I mean, it, they leave it up for interpretation. Yeah, I kind of, like, I kind of... I, I kind of wish we saw him, but I'm at the same time, like, I'm kind of glad we didn't. And then that whole, like, part of just escaping that with the boulders collapsing, catching on fire, some of the, some of the, um, even though CO is, like, crazy and everyone knows he's crazy, his, like, soldiers remain loyal to him. Which yeah. Is, yeah. That whole part was pretty awesome. I died a few times trying to get out of there, just, like, running into fire, um, getting shot with arrows, trying to get out as fast as I could. Um, it was really cool. Very, very cool. And and like you said, it seemed like once he was gone, the soldiers were like, all right, finally. <laughs> but they didn't turn on him. It was very, very interesting. But Yeah, because even the guy who was supposed to be like his like right-hand guy was like, you expect me to believe that that egotistical person would give his life to try to save everyone else? <laughs> exactly. Please. Yeah, yeah. and then he kind of, yeah. I thought it was really cool. It was really cool. You could just feel the tension like throughout all of that quest. And then when he was finally gone, it was like, wow, the tension has just dispersed. And it feels like they have someone with a level head in charge now. And it, it kind of it was exciting. And I think that your right to see an expansion there would be very, very interesting. Yeah, and like I, I think one, the story would be very interesting. And two, just seeing like a different part of the world, like going over to the Asian continent. 
yes. would be really different. Because I want to see how it's like over there. Like, what are the machines like over there? Are they the same type of machines? Are they different? Uh, like the landscapes over there. I mean, we've gotten, you know, we've seen so much of the U.S. now. Yeah. Maybe that's where the next game takes place. It's like there's something extremely exciting and they have to fly. I don't know how they would do it. Maybe they take a whole bunch of sun wings and they fly over the ocean. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. I mean, like they talked about how like the, the trip by boat took. They mentioned how long it took. They said it took a long time. Didn't they say it took a few months to get over here? Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's usually how it goes by ship. And so yeah. it's very interesting. You reminded me of the Mayflower. Mayflower. That's right. They came over. Yeah. But. Uh, do you have anything what else you, you want to add? Yeah. I want to say, like, what do you think, where do you think they're going to take take this forward? Like, I know, obviously, we're going to have to fight Nemesis, and you had mentioned, like, you know, like, a side game with, like, a linear story, but, like, for Horizon 3, whatever they call it, you know, do you think it's going to take place on Earth? Do you think that it's going to, like, start on Earth and then maybe go to another planet? Because, like, Nemesis will come down and destroy the planet, but just before it's destroyed, maybe, like, you know, our cast of heroes gets out alive? And they end up going to another planet. Like, that's. I'm, I'm curious what you think. That's my biggest question. Is like, is Aoi gonna stay on Earth and like buckle down and prepare for this fight, and, or is is there gonna be like a situation where Aloy has to recreate the last? Because that that rocket on Earth is like the last one. At least that's kind of what I inferred. And it's like, are they gonna start building more of these using the giant, you know, shelter or space? area over there that we went to on the very last mission it's like are they going to start building more and then send people to space like start doing more ships like the zeniths had and i just have i have so many questions because it would be really cool if we got to the next game and maybe it time skips a little and they're like they're they're like okay we're leaving earth but it's like i don't i really don't know that's what i was telling you about how hard it will be i hope the writers already had a vision and they know what they're doing because i don't know what they're going to do with this next this next game it's such a hard place to write out of and you you know you either have to leave earth which aloy will not do that to the people like that was a very big part of the final mission yeah there's, there's just so many people left on earth and it's like oh yeah we're just gonna leave them and you know silence was like yeah i am gonna leave them i'm gonna go survive dude and shout out to silence by the way shout out to silence i like him a lot i do too he's one of the best characters but he was absent so much of this game yeah you know what I wonder if he was absent for so much of it due to COVID. Oh, interesting. Could have been. Like, because obviously he's motion captured. And I wonder if they lost a lot of, like, he couldn't be present for a lot of the motion capture. Like, they have small tidbits of him, like, when he's, like, holocasted. But I wonder if he wasn't present a lot of it due to COVID. Like, that that's a huge, like, that's a real, I mean, most of this, a lot of this game's development took place during COVID. I could imagine it did. Heavily. <laughs> It's 2022 and it finally came out, but I think. But yeah, yeah, I like Silence a lot. I I actually really I did I thought he was going. Did you think he was going to leave? I really did. I really did think he was going to leave. I thought I thought that's where the story would end, and basically that gave me the idea that like maybe he's doing something else while Aloy is on Earth, and he comes back and helps. You know, he learns something, and he's like, "I know that you wanted to stay and things like that." But again, with everybody staying on Earth, I really don't know where the game goes. Besides either overseas or like, because she has to have all of planet Earth help her defeat Nemesis. Like she has to have all of planet Earth. She can't do it. <laughs> she can't do it with just some of these people holding spears and bone arrows. 
I, I tend to think that the, the next game will take place on Earth. And part of me thinks that, you know, we had Horizon 1 on uh, PS4. Yeah. Horizon 2 on PS5. The way that games are taking to develop now, and we see it just takes longer and longer, would not shock me if Horizon 3 was on the PS6 or, you know, I know Horizon 2 was also on PS4, but if it was, if this game was a PS6 game, and it was a massive game where you had, like, different continents to explore between. Yeah. I'm not saying it'd be, like, one giant open world, but maybe each individual world would be, like, an open world. So think of, like, the map we have in Forbidden West, but, like, you have that map, and then you have, like, three more of them, like, different continents. I could totally see that. The whole point of the game is Aloy trying to build this army. Maybe they figure out exactly how to defeat Nemesis, but they need all these different people and different types of technology for that it can be found from around the world. I could definitely see that. Yeah, and they, like, one thing that I remember heavily is, like, that that part at the end, which, by the way, this is one of the hypest fucking moments for me, is, like, at the end, whenever the they they get to the they get to that island and they start mm-hmm. spawning like out of nowhere they start spawning all of these machines oh yeah yeah and i was like whoa <laughs> yeah i was like Festus. yeah yeah and it just starts it starts creating so many machines and they're fighting against each other and it's just such a spectacle to watch and i was like maybe maybe she's gonna create a bunch of machines but it's like if this is a sentient ai like what's to say that it won't take over these machines like what and like we don't even know what nemesis is like we all we know is like what we saw was like that red blob like we don't even know like exactly like what does it look like what is it actually i don't know what it is it, it you know they said it's the it's a it's like a they they were trying to put all of their consciousnesses on consciousnesses on there because they were trying to ditch their their physical form yeah. like they had already become immortal but then they wanted more than immortal immortality and so they were they were trying to create all like this one consciousness and like that's what that is but we don't know what that really is like we don't really know what that is so it's yeah it's it's it's, it's interesting and I, I find the name nemesis to be really interesting too because it you know being an english major it comes from greek mythology uh, nemesis and it what it refers to is like enacting vengeance on the arrogant people so like it's interesting to note that it was going after the Zeniths because maybe because the, the you know Zen, uh, Nemesis realized that even though they were clone they were basically clones of the Zenith like these people are very arrogant so we were coming after here but they don't know what happened on Earth like Nemesis does not have any idea what happened right so it's just angry it's just angry and chasing them and destroying and, that, and so we don't know what it is and that's again another part of the game that. It, it makes it so hard to see where the future goes, but it's exciting to see where it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And bef- Let's talk about Regala. We haven't talked about Regala at all. Yeah. Regala was interesting. Did you have her fight at the end with you? Yeah, did I you- did. I didn't kill her. I didn't yeah, kill her. I did too. I wanted to see I wanted to see what would happen, and she goes down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. But her character... I found that was- whole, like... Because you're really interested in the Tanakh, so... Like, I, I figured that you'd be pretty interested in that. Oh, yes. And how she would, like, I, it, it was so hard not to kill her for me because. She's so evil. She's so evil in that they spared her before. They they gave her the chance before. And it's like, if I just let her do it, it's she's just going to do it again. It's like, I believe in second chances, not third. And this was the third, you know? And so it was yeah. really, really hard for me to, like, 
show mercy, but I'm like, oh, I just got to do it just to see what happens. And, you know, it, it worked out, but it was it was a really tough decision. But I really liked I, – I she was so – evil and i like how aloy just shows up on the on the sunwing and it's just like i am here you are not fighting or killing because she almost kills uh hikaru like she's yeah she has hikaru she back has on the, the edge yeah. yeah and i'm like and katalo and katalo's right there too i'm telling you if she would have killed him i would have i would have killed her immediately i would have because i he was my he was one of my favorite characters like when i first met him i was just so enthralled by his character his character's huge his character's got this amazing voice it's just he's he just commands so much attention and i was really really into that character and anytime something came up i was like i want to help i want to do whatever i can and so that that her whole thing was like she's the enemy of them and the enemy not the enemy of my enemy but the, my friend's enemy is even worse to me it's like yeah i, I wanted to, i wanted her out yeah real quick what do you think of all the artwork with in uh, Tilda's place when you uh, when she saves Aloy? First of all, when you're going through, I examined every piece of art and was looking at it, and like you know, I was looking up: are these like real pieces of art? And they are. That that part got me. Uh, it got me frustrated because I'm like, why did they have to put this in such an intense moment? Like so much thing, so much had just happened, and then they just want me to stop and look at art. And I get it because I actually do love to like do the completionist thing and hear everything. But I'm like, I got, I've got to see what's going on. And then by the way, pushing forward that scene on the balcony at the table with all of the dialogue was so beautiful. So awesome. I was like so enthralled with that because it was just like, it was such a spectacle, you know, it's like a Zenith is talking to Aloy and it's like, there's a level ground. And I was just so into that. And like it was in her old house, it's like destroyed, but it was just such an awesome scene. And and so I didn't get to I didn't get to interact with that art very much at all. Yeah, I I listened to all her explanations about the art. It was really interesting to see her like go in deep, and you really get that this was like the one thing that she re other other than Elizabeth that she really cared about on planet Earth. That was awesome. Yeah, that's funny too that they mentioned that that her and Elizabeth are basically lovers. Yeah. I was surprised by that. It caught me off guard. I was like, whoa. Wait. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. I did not see that coming. At first, I'm thinking, okay, like, does she mean love as in, like, oh, like, loved her like a sister? And then the more I thought about it, the more, you know, you, you think about all the actions. If you go through all the documents and reading, it's like, no, they were in love with each other. Yeah. Which is really cool, which is awesome, which makes Elizabeth's sacrifice even more great that she would not leave, that she cared so much about the Earth and the planet. Right. It, it yeah elizabeth is another great character that's not even like there but she i mean she is and she isn't you know her clone is her clones are there but she is not and her her lasting effects have been pushed through her dna and i just i freaking i freaking love that elizabeth was such a wholehearted character and cared about the earth so much it just it's so sad to see how everything turned out and the end of the the first extinction or whatever you know mm. yeah because she had it she pretty much was going to sacrifice herself to save the world and then you know ted opened up the freaking doors and and the vacuum killed all the people instantly and in, like the council because they were gonna yeah. they were gonna do the reset and then that's when he hunkered down in the bunker and it just it's so sad that all of that happened but 
such a good game good lore too such good lore yeah it's, it's, that's why i said like i had said earlier in the spoiler free section like if you don't read the documents listen to the audio logs you're doing yourself a disservice you really are you really are that's all i have on on this document do you have anything left or anything else i mean we could i could go on for this game for a while but i mean <laughs> we've we've hit all the major points and for most i would say almost all the major points the one uh one thing i do i'm wondering is how did silence come up with that like um weapon that would disable the shields like they never really get into that they kind of just gloss over it like i wonder how we figure that out i have no idea but i like there was a side quest where they there was he's you know some of the army was testing his equipment and then it like yeah. exploded and killed them yeah i and, remember that yeah, yeah yeah and then aloy's like aloy's like i gotta i gotta look at this and she's like it seems like it's a prototype and it's it's like whoa you can tell that silence is working, but you don't ever see him working. Yeah, and the weird thing is, though, I would assume that the Zeniths made that technology off of Earth. So I, I would assume there wouldn't be any documents like back on Earth referencing yeah. these shields. So that's why I'm like a little bit confused on how he figured out a way to disable it, uh, unless they were working on it on Earth and they they didn't perfect it till they left, which is interesting. I'm really not sure how he would have done it because even they don't believe that there's a weakness to their shields. Like they're really caught. They're like, you think that your spears and stuff are going to stop us. It's like, they, they don't even have any idea that their shields can be taken down. Exactly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden his, his like EMP or whatever it is, he throws that disc and it just annihilates all their shields. They're like, uh Oh, and then, you know, bloodshed starts to go mayhem, which by the way, they fly, which that's never explained, but I'm imagining it's some kind of technology. Same thing with the Spectre. That thing you know what they of... remind me of? The Zeniths? Kryptonians. Kryptonians? Is that from from uh, Super from Superman? From Superman. Kryptonians. Oh, okay. Yeah. Planet Krypton. Like, have you seen Man of Steel? I have not seen Man of Steel. Oh, like, there's like to... a scene. There's a scene with like General Zod, and like that's what it reminds me of. Oh. Okay. So much. It makes sense, but like. Yeah, they just they're from a different planet almost and then they come back and they Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, see I see I totally get it. I see that. Yeah, like, like they float and like they're almost like indestructible on earth. It's just ridiculous. That's what I got so much I got those vibes from it. But yeah, overall, like I said, this game fantastic. Amazing. It really is fantastic. It it feels so good to have like all of these good games coming out. And I feel like I haven't had a a dull moment with video games in a while. Like I went there was like a rough period where I didn't play games for a bit. And then Horizon just brought me back. It brought me back. And it feels so good. Um, yeah. Um, like you, I did not fast travel. I have not fast traveled once. Yeah. You just got to It's such a beautiful map and it's such a beautiful world. And it's just like going back and forth. I The environments blow my mind. I had a friend tell me, he was like, I think this game's more beautiful than Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> I'm like, I can see it. I could see that. It's very, very pretty, and like some of the forest areas are just dense and oh, it's so good. It's the so diversity good. and the, the diversity and location is ridiculous. You have like a snowy area to a desert area to a tropical area. Like it's it's insane the different types of diversity. I agree. Do you have a trophy or achievement of the week? 
Yeah, it's not from Horizon, because that is one thing we did not mention. The trophies for Horizon Forbidden West are atrocious. <laughs> they are. They are bad. They are 2007, 2008 bad. Yeah. Like, the just names, the... one, the names are terrible, and two, I found the trophy list a little too easy. It is very easy. And that's what we were talking about in the spoiler-free section, is like you can get the you can get the Platinum without completing the game. Very, like 70%, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so my trophy comes from a game that I am currently playing, and it is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, and oh, this nice. is, yeah, so all of the trophies are named after famous lines from uh, the Star Wars movies, and this one, many people will recognize this, you're a little short for a stormtrooper, is what it's called, and it is creating 25 disguises as a hero character, it is a bronze trophy, it's not a difficult trophy, but... I like the name of it. That reminds me of, you know, A New Hope. And A New Hope was what my first Star Wars movie I ever saw. And it what got me into Star Wars. Into, you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So A New Hope yeah. is my favorite, which is controversial. Everyone's like, Empire. Well, Empire is my favorite, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But for but... me, it stands alone. And it's so, it's so good. Like, if I'm going to sit down and watch a Star Wars movie, it's going to be that one. And All right. So hang on real quick, real quick. I know we're talking about Horizon, but ready? Star Wars movie rankings. Here we go. Ready? Five, six, four, three, one, two, six, uh, seven, nine, the rock outside my window, eight. <laughs> the rock outside my window, it, eight. Eight's the worst. Yeah, it's atrocious. It, it's really, it was really bad. I've, I like it. I've never left a movie theater and been like, can you, can, did that really just happen? Did that really just happen? And I, I try not to go see bad movies. That's like where I stand. And yeah, I and I saw it opening night, so that was, that was yeah. tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough, very rough. But quick firing them. I'm gonna have to say four, five, three, six. Oh, three, then six. Okay. Then two, one, and then I I don't know about the new ones. I'd say seven, nine, seven, nine, eight. I guess. Yo, where's the rock outside my window? What's the rock outside your window? Yeah, just, just you know, the rock outside my window. Would, would you put that ahead of eight? Oh, you know what I didn't even throw in there? Which it, it actually comes after. It comes before three, which is um, a Rogue One. Oh, okay, Rogue One. See, I didn't include Rogue One, but if I included Rogue One, it would come right after four for me. Yeah. So mine would, mine would go it's one of the five, best. six, four, Rogue One. It, Rogue, yeah, it's, you, you know, A New Hope is my favorite, and it's like that one ties to A New Hope, and it's one of the – it was absolutely one of my favorite movie theater experiences. Like, <laughs> that movie was awesome. <laughs> it was so yeah. good. Yeah, it is. All right, sorry to diverge the conversation towards Star Wars. It's okay. Yeah, that's, my, I mean, uh, that's my trophy of the week. When you're playing the Star Wars uh, Lego Saga – I mean, why not? Mine is also a game that I'm playing, which is uh, Cyberpunk, and the achievement is True Warrior, which is kill or incapacitate 100 enemies using melee weapons, and I really love this about the game because it, it feels like there's so much to play with. Like, there's legendary weapons, and then there's, like, these weapons that are called iconic weapons, and, like, they all have very unique functions to them, and... It, it makes me want to switch out my weapons a lot. And I found some iconic weapons that are blades. I found some that are like, like just, you know, bats and knives, all kinds of cool stuff. And I'm using a k katana right now. And it's really, really fun to just like slice people up with a katana in a first person game. But um, that's what I've been actually hunting. So I hope that I get to pop that one soon. But 
Um, yeah, yeah, like I said, like I'm I'm hunting Lego Star Wars, but Cyberpunk is on my backlog. Um, I planned to play it when it came out, but then a lot of people had problems, so I didn't play it, and it just fell down the list. Just let it keep maybe falling down the list, because I'm sure DLC will drop. I mean, they, they did just announce like DLC is coming in like 2023, and then the game is not perfect. It still has some bugs, but not enough to where the game experience is bad for me. I've just seen some funny stuff, and like there's one weird glitch that gets on my nerves and I told my best friend about it. And it's like the characters glow sometimes like it, it looks like unnatural. it's it, they just have like unnatural lighting on them, which the game has really, really good lighting. So whenever unnatural lighting happens, it's very, uh, it's very noticeable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if, if this was like a game where the lighting wasn't as good as it is, I wouldn't have noticed the glow on the characters, but like they'll be driving and I can just see an outline Kind of like if you think about Borderlands, right? Okay, and how, yeah. But and how it has that's the, the art style, but that's like that's the art style of the game. Yeah, that is the art style. It has that black border around the yep. characters, but this is different. It's like a white border around the characters, where it's like it looks like they're glowing, and I'm like, oh no! But you know that doesn't happen all the time. It's like you could load your save and bam, it's gone. It's like it's just small, small stuff that like like that. You know, I the cars don't pop in and, you know, they don't, it's, it's not what it used to be. You know, that wreck that it was, it's playable. It's very, very good. I'm having a very good time with it, but yeah, I can't, I actually, when, when you asked me uh, to do the spoiler, I was like, oh, I have to stop playing cyberpunk. <laughs> I have to stop playing cyberpunk, but I'm like, oh, but then I get to talk about horizon. So I was really excited, but I really can't wait to get back. I'm going to edit this episode and I'm going to play the hell out of that game, dude. I'm so excited. <laughs> There you go. That's all that matters. It is. It's so good. It's so good. It it just it reaffirms that like CD Projekt makes some of my favorite games. So like I believe in them from in the future. I just think that the the marketing they messed up on this game and it, the game was undercooked. It was not ready. And now that it's been in the oven longer, it's good. It's really good. Like there was a foundation of this game that is was there and it just needed more time. And it's very, very good, in my opinion. But I'm, I'm eager to hear your thoughts when you play it someday. Everyone's thoughts. Eventually. Right? Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. No time. It doesn't have to be soon. But do you have any final thoughts? Oh, that's it. I think we've, we've done a pretty thorough job. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Happy hunting. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to Complete Edition. If you like the content, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash completion club. If you have any questions or would like to reach us, email completionclub at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Complete Edition.